Welcome to The Slotted Lamp, a movies-by-minute watch of the John Landis written and directed 1981 horror classic, An American Werewolf in London. I'm your host, Troy, and I would like to thank you for joining me here on this journey. All right, and here we go with minute 55. It starts off with David and a what-the-fuck pose, and ends with uh, looking in a mirror. So, as we pick up from this, we still have the uh, little dog barking at David. And we have the uh, two little girls giggling at him. And the uh, look on David's face is a bit of a surprise and a little bit of uh, like, uh, like what's going on sort of thing. And uh, as we uh, quickly then cut to a shot of the two girls about to advance, uh, like to walk by David as the dog continues to bark. Uh, David's got his arms hanging at his side and his palms slightly opened up with uh, like, hey, what's going on sort of thing and all that. You know, that sort of pose, like, like what, what sort of pose is... Uh, He's uh, doing right there as the, like I said, as the two girls and the uh, dog advance at this particular uh, particular shot too. As the girls are about to walk forward uh, from the previous uh, minute, uh, like not even like five seconds ago from this particular uh, moment, we can see that the dog is definitely barking at. David's direction. Uh, we can also see that the girls are giggling at David's uh, direction. But when we go to this shot where we have uh, uh, a mid shot of David from his shoulders down to uh, just below his uh, waist uh, in, the, in the, the foreground and the girls in the mid ground start to advance forward, we can see that there's some sort of thing off because the dog now seems to be barking looking off to the side and the girls also be looking are already looking off to the side and it looks as if both are getting cues from someone off uh, camera for the dog to advance and the girls to be signaled to come across because they are no longer from this shot on are not looking in David's direction they're obviously looking at someone off camera that is directing both the dog to continue to bark and advance forward and for both girls to come forward but uh, that's how things go when you work with uh, animals and small children you know as wc fields used to say and as the dog and children w walk by uh, david david turns to watch them walk by and uh, <laughs> we then cut to a shot of uh, just david from uh, chest up uh, we see that uh, he's still watching them with a little bit of a dumbfounded look on his face and uh, he basically comes to the conclusion that uh, there's uh, nothing much can be do <laughs> that's the situation and he basically uh, uh, talks directly to the dog as uh, the three of them go by. Thanks a lot, dog. David then uh, pointing out the fact that it is cold out here by uh, starting to rub his uh, his arms, seeming like uh, he's outside in just uh, which we still don't know yet because we couldn't quite hear. But as uh, David uh, starts to 
walk up the uh, steps to get back to the front door of the uh, apartment flat of Alex's, we can hear that his feet falls on the actual tile uh, flooring of the steps. Um, sounds like his feet are bare. So this is the first notice because we don't have a shot of his feet yet, but we do hear it in the actual footfalls that he makes as he ascends the steps and all that. So David is now uh, standing outside. We're figuring it's uh, mid-afternoon because Jenny is going off to work for an evening shift. So uh, it's probably maybe... Um, mid-afternoon at the, at the at the earliest and so David's out in the uh, February weather in uh, the cold of uh, London so he is uh, obviously quite cold as he shows off by shaking his uh, by rubbing his uh, his uh, his arm so once he gets to the uh, top of the steps, he uh, advances towards the door and then uses his uh, his left hand to push on the doorknob, which releases the, the locking mechanism on the door. The unfortunate thing is it doesn't open. He hits it and pushes forward and then pushes a couple of times, starts uh, shaking the, the knob and all that, and then uh, bangs on the door with his one hand, uh, talking towards the mailbox uh, uh, slot, and uh, calls out to see if anyone is there. Hello? And as he uh, turns out to be in a desperate state, we then cut to an interior shot of uh, Alex's flat and the camera is pointed out the uh, bay window where on the very, well, from the inside facing out on the very right hand uh, window pane, we see uh, David uh, hop up onto the ledge and try and push open the actual uh, window that is on that side from the outside with some grunting and groaning and there is no give to this particular window so he slowly advances around to the other side and then tries to peer into the actual window from the outside he uh, brings his hands up to either side of his head to block out as much light as possible to I don't know what he's looking for inside there something to help him get in because it's not like there's anyone inside the apartment to able to assist him so I guess he's just looking around for the hell of looking around uh, we also see that hanging in the windows uh, in the window at uh, both I guess apexes of the front panel of the uh, the front window of this uh, bay window have two uh, ferns hanging uh, in place and uh, we then cut to an exterior shot of David still peering inside and uh, as he backs away slowly from it it's because we uh, are aware of the fact that there is an encounter with another animal coming up in this particular sequence and as we cut to it it's this very orange striped cat and that uh, does a very very animalistic uh, hiss at David 
the head is completely cocked back its mouth is agape that all teeth are fully on display as this thing hisses at David um, we then cut back to David who has an almost similar reaction to what the dog did uh, to him earlier he uh, he it basically drops his uh, his arms to his side staring at the cat we then uh, cut back to the cat at a slightly back further uh, back shot of the cat and the cat is still his back is hunched his head is back uh, it's, uh, it's 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 back is up sort of thing um, and it uh, in the in the foreground we have David's pant leg as David is still standing out on the windowsill and uh, the cat lets out another hiss uh, David then realizes, okay, let's uh, let's get on with this. He quickly uh, adva uh, uh, ad advances his plot of trying to get in through this uh, middle window uh, and then pushes up on the window on the inside, and it pops. He then quickly crouches down, pulls open the window, parts the actual drapes, and steps in through the open window. Not the bathroom window, the front window. Now, as uh, we then cut to the inside of uh, this particular sequence, uh, we have to point, well, I have to point something out. We don't have to point something out. I have to point something out. Now, we do know that both the exterior of Alex's flat and the interior of Alex's flat are actually two separate locations. So, as we are on the inside of Alex's flat, we were looking out to a street front. Now, I went on to uh, Google Maps to try and ascertain what this actual street is outside of Alex's apartment from the inside, and I couldn't quite figure out what it is. Now, oddly enough, the uh, Google Maps uh, street view of the exterior of Alex's uh, apartment, which is located at 64 uh, Colhern um, in Earl's Court, which is what it is on the map, which is what it is in the shooting uh, guide that I've been able to track down for this movie, which is basically what that is. When you go to Google Maps and you punch that location in, you do have to sort down up and down the road a little bit, but you can find out the particular um, house that uh, that Alex's flat is located in because it still has the uh, 64 on the actual uh, door. However, when you do street view and you do a 180 from standing in front of Alex's apartment, I put that in quotes, Alex's apartment, Alex's flat, I put that in quotes instead of that last one that I said apartment because it's not an apartment, it's a flat. So if you do a 180 from that, which you would be looking directly in the direction of this particular shot of inside of Alex's apartment, that is not the actual street that is on there. It is very similar, but then again, like a lot of the London area, this is very much like that. But the exterior of Alex's flat is has a church across the road which is saint luke's um as i can tell for the best i can tell from here the uh you can't quite see where the church is because it's just off to the right of this view out the window and uh so it's kind of hard to to see anything so i'm 
pretty sure that I'm not 100% sure what the view of this is because the actual, there is no um, exterior shot that I could find of the actual apartment that is being used for the interior of Alex's flat. So that being said, we have David coming in and now revealing for the first time, well, technically, that you see as he's about to step into the window that he is barefoot right now. He is now barefoot and uh, stepping into Alex's flat and stepping onto the little bench uh, seat that is in front of the uh, bay window with his dirty, dirty American feet. Uh, he's stepping clearly onto one of the pillows, and I'm sure that if Adrian were with me right now, she would mention something about getting his dirty feet on the pillows and how that's very disgusting because she had a whole entire thing with David being naked on the actual couch while, she was, while he was talking to Jack. So David climbs in through the window, kneels down on the bench, lowers down the whole, the, the, the window, and then uh, basically steps more into the apartment, signals that he's really cold by still rubbing his uh, one arm with his hand, and then he advances off to uh, camera right, and uh, we then come to the end of the minute where uh, David continues to look, comes up to, and then looks at himself in the um, bamboo framed mirror that is on the one wall of Alex's flat. And uh, that's pretty much where we come to the conclusion of this particular minute. Over on the commentary track, Griffin Dunn continues on about how the uh, New York Times um, had a lukewarm reaction to the movie. Uh, and then that it confused them. He then goes on about how the fan reaction really uh, didn't catch up until the movie was on video, uh, where it started to make a noticeable difference in his life. David Naughton adds that at the time when people went to see a John Landis film, that they would be expecting a comedy because of Animal House and Blues Brothers. And at the point of the hissing cat in the movie, uh, Griffin asks if David remembers how it was done. And David relays the information that there were two cats uh, that uh, both didn't like each other. And that uh, to make the one hiss on cue, they held the other cat towards it. According to the script, scene 46, exterior apartment building, late afternoon, like stated before, uh, dog, uh, the, uh, there is a uh, dog that is uh, ferociously barking at uh, David, and it's just a single little t girl tugging on the leash. David just says that thanks a lot, dog, realizes how cold. And then he walks up to the, uh, the front door and uh, realizes that it's locked. Instead of in the movie where he knocks on the door and says hello, he basically says wonderful to himself. In the script, it then cuts to a shot of David's bare feet in on the cold stone, and he mutters to himself, imitating a newscaster. And the line goes along as follows. An American werewolf is found frozen to death in the heart of London, England. 
the script then continues on where he gets onto the lil to, to try and get into the window. But in this, he notices it's a jar. And when he encounters the hat, the, when he encounters the cat that uh, hisses at him, uh, David actually has a line where he says, what did I do, cat? Just as he had, what did I do, dog? In the previous minute, according to that script. Unlike in the movie, this, uh, this minute of the movie, according to the script, ends at scene 47, interior Alex's bathroom. So he actually enters through a side window where he's able to get in. And as we know in the movie, there is no side window to this building. When it comes to the radio drama, the actual sequence uh, plays out uh, a little differently between the actual final movie and the script. The uh, farewell to the dog, thanks a lot dog, is uh, there, but uh, the in the script where uh, David goes into a, uh, a, a radio announcers uh, about uh, about the discovering the uh, American frozen to death, an American world frozen to death in London, goes into a little more. He explains how he actually uh, looks and all that, uh, that he's dressed in uh, dirty jeans and whatnot. Uh, he then notices, obviously, he vocally has to say that he walks around the side of the house, sees that there is a uh, window slightly ajar for the bathroom. He then climbs up the uh, rain pipe and then encounters the cat, gets himself inside the uh, the bathroom. Uh, he also mentions, he points out the fact that he doesn't understand why animals are reacting to him in this particular way. And then uh, he then proceeds to look at himself in the mirror. And that's where the particular moment ends in the radio drama. And on that note, that brings us to the end of another minute of An American World in London, and the end of this episode of Welcome to the Slaughtered Lamb. I would just like to take this moment to give a shout out to the podcast hosts that started this whole entire Movies by Minute phenomenon, Alex Robinson and Pete the Retailer from the Star Wars Minute. There wouldn't be the supportive collective without them. And if you're interested, visit moviesbyminute.com to check out the ever-growing list of movie podcasts. I'm sure you'll find your favorites on here, and if not, consider joining the Horde and make one of your own. That's why this is being done here. And speaking of podcasts, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any other of your favorite podcast catchers. And if you would be so kind as to rate, share, and review us, that would be really cool. If you feel like following this podcast on the social medias, you can follow Planet Geek Pod, all one word, on Instagram and Twitter. And if you would like to send us a message via email, send it to planetgeekpod at gmail.com. So until next time, remember, keep off the moors. Stick to the roads. Best of luck. Blue moon.